0: You are listening to an HT SmartCast original. Hi, I'm Ashutosh Garg. I'm the author of the best-selling book, The Brand Called You. And you are listening to our podcast, Personal Branding Building Blocks, where we talk with top entrepreneurs and industry experts about their strategies to optimize their performance. Not only is this podcast the brainchild of The Brand Called You, it is also an HT SmartCast original, and it is available on HTsmartcast.com, India's fastest growing podcast producing platform. Today, I have with me a very, very accomplished millennial from the corporate world who's flown down from Cincinnati, USA to be with us. Ashwin Gard, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Ashwin is an Associate Director with Procter & Gamble in Cincinnati. He has studied at McGill, He was at United World College in British Columbia and he was at Pasant Valley School. So Ashwin, tell me a little bit about your early life and what made you select going off to British Columbia. Yeah, so I mean, spent most of my childhood
1: in a mix of Singapore and Delhi. And honestly, it was a little bit of a freak chance. I think when I was 15, I just applied because all the smarter kids in my uh, class were applying. And I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do, that I wanted to go how it would all work to be honest and you know applied got through one stage got through the second stage and finally i remember when the offer came just is it the right decision to to go away from home as a 15 year old go to a boarding school but it's an incredible opportunity i was really fortunate to to get to spend two years with 200 people from 60 plus countries and just you know learn through cultural uh, acclimatization just spend time with lots of different people and obviously had some fantastic teachers and a good opportunity so Looking back, it's a bit odd how it happened,
0: but really fortunate that it did.
1: And what was it like to
0: leave home at 15? I mean, how did, at such a young age, what were the changes you saw in your own life? Yeah, I mean, I think it's tough.
1: I was one of the, I think among my peer group, I was one of the few people who did leave that early. I was also a little bit young by Pearson College's standards. Many of the other students that were 16, 17, some were even 18. I think it shapes your thinking very early. It's hard, you know, there's no A-B testing. There's no way to go back and say, if I hadn't gone, this is exactly who I would have been or how I would have been differently. But they're just like I mentioned earlier, the amount of learning you get from being you know, exposed to so many people from so many different parts of the world, different socioeconomic backgrounds, different ways of thinking, I think it, it shaped me to become a, a different person to who I would have been. Would have been. And I'm, mean, like I said,
0: I'm very fortunate to have had that experience. You're an accomplished musician. And you play the tabla, the piano, the guitar, and probably the mouthful. So I also understand that you have your own jamming sessions in Cincinnati, do yeah. When did your interest for music start? That's a good question. I think when I was very, very young, so I don't remember this, but this is more
1: stories that I've heard over the years. You know, I just, I think I just saw a keyboard at a cousin's house or something and started, started playing it and playing tunes. And at that point is when my mom said, hey, you know, there's obviously something here. He likes music, he's interested in it and has the ability. And so that's when at a pretty young age, I got into piano lessons and started learning the piano. And then when I, when we moved back from Singapore to to India, I think when I was nine or 10 is when I first really, for the first time in my memory of my life, I saw this instrument called the tabla, which I'd never really seen before, never really heard. And I saw somebody very good at school playing it. And I distinctly remember going home that day from School and telling my mom, I want to learn how to play that. Mm -hmm. And so I continued my, you know, learning piano on the side, but that's when I made a bigger pivot to to focus on percussion. And, you know, 20 years later, I'm still playing percussion in various forms with the tabla, my main
0: instrument. So you play multiple percussion
1: instruments? Yeah, you know, I've played the drum set in a band and I play the. A couple of different hand drums, depending on the opportunity. So I think the tabla is such a versatile instrument that once you learn it, it makes it relatively easier to learn other percussion. So now, you know, as a high schooler, I wanted to have that dream of being in a band, and so I learned the drums uh, to be able to do that. And any favorite instrument? I'd say my favorite instrument, obviously to play, is the tabla. I'm a big fan of tabla. One I don't play that I don't know how to play that I would love to learn someday is the saxophone. Wow! When it comes to jazz, it's uh, just a fantastic instrument. Amazing, and. How much time do you practice? It, probably not enough. I do think it's important, though, Like as you, as you become an adult and as you invest in work life and jobs that can be high stress and hectic, that you make time to practice. So a lot of people ask me this. Is how do you get time, you know, with your hectic career to, to practice? And I said, you have to make it a priority. Right? Not just practice, but to go out and play, go out and play music with other musicians. You have to find the time to invest. And, you know, I'm fortunate that PNG really values this, but it's important. Work-life balance and Finding things outside of your career or your day job to me are very important, mm. and so just making the priority to spend time on the podcast, to spend time with my music, I think
0: make me a better leader and an employee for PG as well. And one last question on music yeah. is: I understand you go and perform with some friends yeah. in, in your free time at night. Yeah, talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, it, again, and it what happens. it does for you—it's
1: an incredible experience to, to be able to play in front of people it, for you know. When there's stakes, which means not you're not just playing at home in your garage or basement. When there's stakes, which is you have to perform in front of people and there's gonna be eyeballs on you, you practice that much harder. It pushes you that much more. So again, this is not full time for me. I'm not a professional musician or anything, but I I have some professional guitarists now who in Cincinnati I play with. And you know, when they invite me to come perform with them at a gig, you have to you know up your game a little bit. And it forces you to get more focused, to practice harder and up your level. And you know, for anybody who's been on stage, whether it's an actor, a musician, stand-up comedian, etc., that the, the thrill of being on a stage, performing your best, delivering a great end product and
0: hearing the, the audience applaud is is unmatched. So it's just a it's a great experience that I hope to keep doing more of. so Ashwin, a few questions for you personally now. Yeah. You know, eleven years experience with PNG, yeah. education in Canada, in India, in Singapore. Over the last three decades of your life. Yeah. Have you had any people who have had an influence on you? And if so, what have you learned from them? Yeah, it's a great question. So, I mean, aside from my, my family, my
1: parents and my brother, the one name that, that comes up is, is actually a teacher of mine at Pearson College in grade 11. I, you know, I went into grade 11 already to pursue a career in the sciences. I'd always been passionate about physics. I wanted to study engineering. So it was all set in my mind that I wanted to pursue physics, chemistry, math, and study the sciences. And I had to choose a social study just the way the curriculum was rendered. And I said, do you want to choose his history, geography, et cetera? And I chose economics. And I remember in my first two weeks of my economics class, my teacher at the time, his name is Peter Gardner, changed my worldview entirely. Just his approach to the balance between micro and macroeconomics and how, you know, similar to what I mentioned in brand building, economics is some in some universities it's taught as science, and some it's taught as arts. It's this this odd balance of trying to predict consumer behavior and consumers are fundamentally irrational. Mm-hmm. And so that's where, you know, really within, I want to say six or eight weeks of my life in the first little bit of grade 11, thanks to Peter, I pivoted in a big way. I continued studying science in high school, but I knew that I wanted to go to college and study uh, economics. Okay. And, you know, now I'm working brand building, nothing to do with the sciences or technical. Yeah. So that was a big change in my life and very heavily influenced. So I was fortunate to have such a, such a great economics teacher that brought that up. Wonderful.
0: So, what would be three words that define Ashwin? It's a big question. I think from, you know, probably Ashwin at work, Mm -hmm. I'd say the three words
1: for me in my career are balanced, Mm -hmm. I'd say optimistic,
0: and I'd say probably leader or leadership. Mm -hmm. Those are the three things that often come come up in feedback. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. So my next question is that if you were a role model to millions of children, and these children closely followed you and your life choices, what would you change in yourself? Yeah, another, another big question. I think one of the things I would,
1: I would change about myself is probably to be a little bit less focused on trying to be 100% perfect at 100% of things okay. that you do. Because okay. it's just physically impossible. Mm-hmm. And so learning, you know, learning to say, hey, you're, you're not going to be the best at everything. You're gonna be the, you should try to be the best at a few things mm-hmm. and rely on others to, to add value in different ways. That's what I would probably do. So probably earlier in my life, try to get more focused on what what I want to really succeed at and, you know, be
0: okay letting go of things that I'm not going to focus on. My next question is that, what is the most outrageous thing that you've ever done? And do you look look back at it with pleasure or regret? That's a good question. Thank you for sending this in advance because
1: I had a little bit of time to think about this one. You know, we were talking a little bit about music and I don't know if I've ever told this story on, on tape before, but... When I was in, in grade 11, at boarding school, you know, I played, a little, I played the piano and I played percussion, I played the tabla. And I remember just at the time it was important to me, I wanted to be part of, some, part of something in the music space. So I wanted to be part of a band. Mm-hmm. And I remember they had a, a great guitarist, a great piano player and a great drummer. And somebody at the time said, we're, we're just missing a bass guitar player. He said, we know how to play a bass. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what a bass was. I had never picked up a bass in my life. But I just, you know, I made the call at the moment. I'm not sure what made me do it, but I raised my hand and said, yeah, I know how to play the bass. And I said, okay, great. We're going to meet next week and start practicing. Mm -hmm. And so I suddenly realized I have about a week to figure out what this instrument is, how do I play it? So every night I was going to the music room, picked it up, learned it. I was definitely not good enough or not very good. Mm -hmm. And I I think my bandmates figured it out. But, you know, it was an outrageous moment to say I want to be part of this. I'm just going to assume I can teach myself or figure it out in the next one week. And I don't look back and regret it. Fortunately, because it forced me to learn something. So I don't want the lesson for people to be, you know, they often say "fake it till you make it" or just, you know, if you, you know, go with it and things will come. I think it's that self. It was a little bit more of that self belief. But as you look back, it was it was an outrageous thing to do. Is just say, yeah, sure, I can play this in a band at a show, and you know, I was fortunately able to make it work. Amazing, well done.
0: So my next question is that if you had a tattoo yeah. on your arm, yeah. which is a message to yourself. yeah. What would it be? I think this is probably counter to what most people expect. I would
1: say, but I would probably say there's a beauty in imperfection, and it links back to what I said about you know the role model. But I think many of us grow up thinking the goal is to chase perfection in everything you do, et cetera. And I think there's a there's a beauty in imperfection and being self aware about your flaws and what and what what your shortcomings are and being okay with those while trying to strive. You know, I'm an incredibly ambitious person. I want to strive to be better. But there is a beauty in, in in imperfection and I think knowing that and reminding yourself of that
0: makes you makes you a stronger person. Okay. I shouldn't have time for just a couple more questions. Yeah. My next question is that if you had the same pay that you get as a professional yeah. with PNG, would you pursue another career?
1: So I thought about this and I, I, my immediate instinct was to say I'm happy with what I do. Mm. So that again makes me feel very fortunate that I, I love my industry, I love my company, I love my peers, I'm excited to go to work every morning and so my immediate answer would be probably no. Mm. I think if I if I did have the opportunity to make the same amount of money and do something else I would love to be able to spend more time within the sports journalism space, within the podcasting space to do a little more of that but in general I'm,
0: I'm very happy that. Wonderful. So my last question to you. You know, There'd be thousands of people who will watch you and me speak and listen to us as well. Yeah. What would your advice be to a young individual who's starting out on their corporate journey? Yeah. You know, they look up to you and say, look at everything that he's achieved. Yeah. What would your advice be to them?
1: Yeah, probably my single biggest advice there is we often get caught up and hung up in measuring success or measuring progress versus others. Mm. And probably the single biggest thing I would encourage people to do is it's important to benchmark versus others. You want to be the best. You want to be, you know, doing well relative to others, but it's equally important to benchmark success and progress versus yourself. So as you think about, you know, any point you're at in life, I'm 25, here's what other 25 year olds are doing. That's one way to look at it. And and it's important, but it's probably more important to say, Hey, versus where I was at age 23, here's where I've come. Okay. And so remembering that you know, success and progress is not just versus the other people, it's versus yourself and then constantly growing because everybody's path is incredibly different. There are no two leaders, I know, any industry, any company, even within P&G, there are no two leaders who have the exact same path. And so if you get hung up on benchmarking versus what everybody else is doing, you lose sight of the progress you've made and the journey you're taking. So that's probably my one advice, is keep benchmarking against where you were. So everything's relative. Everything's relative, but also be okay that it's relative to yourself, yeah, not just relative to others. Ashwin,
0: thank you very much. It's been such a pleasure speaking to you. And thank good you. luck. Thank you for having me on the webinar. Thank you for listening to our podcast. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Brand Called You and never miss any update. For feedback, reach us on at HTSmartcast. We are present on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. To listen to more podcasts by The Brand Called You, log on to www.htsmartcast.com or Sono Naye Nazari Se. This was an HD Smartcast original. HD Smartcast.